0: NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060, KDUS, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix.
1: You are listening to the Lange J Radio Network on NBC Sports.
2: now listening to the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, the Lance J Radio Network coming to you from KDUS, the Deuce, NBC Sports Radio, 1060 AM in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we're the replacements. Yeah. I'm the substitute teacher. Laws filling in for Lance Jade. Don't ball up no paperwise and, and stand up. Try to go to the bathroom. None of that stuff. I'm Samuel Jackson in 187 today. I mean, that's how we going. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Uh, Aaron, you, were you one of them kids that terrorized the substitute teachers in, in school? That's right. You already know. No, definitely not. When I was
1: in school, which was probably two to three days a week, I was quiet in the back of the class. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, well, it, it, it's great to be feeling it for my man, Lance J. You know, I'm, I'm here with my co-host, Aaron. We represent the other side, the other side of sports at OSS 980. We literally represent the other side of the U.S., the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Stand up, we in a building. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if I need to like break out the, the lexicon of terms for the people. Like, you know, somebody asked me, you know, what is a Bama? Like, you know, should, what? should I like do that? Or, <laughs> you know, because there are some differences in the way that we talk. I mean, it's like three or four different ways, I guess.
1: It can be defined depending on the context, but it's just like a pronoun, like dude or yeah. bruh something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, well I, what I'm going to do is just put on my corporate voice so we could just be safe and we rock out like that. Uh, but how, how you feeling, man? You good, bro? Perfect. I'm a little sore. just got finished getting some shots up, but I'm all right. It was hooping, dog. And my knees, man, that... The way the way my knees set up, young, I don't know if I still got Can't it. Can't do it. Uh but on to something else, young, if I hear this Drake in my feelings song play one more time, I'm gonna lose it, bruh. No, the in my feelings challenge is, is going too far. You, do you remember the last time there was a song this big? I like never heard this it. big. Yo, come on, you you know I'm it. Kiki, though. are you with me? Are oh, you riding? God. I said, "Come on, man. Are you serious?" I didn't know what it was called. I haven't listened to the Drake album yet. Oh, dog, you behind. Yeah. Nah, but that I, dog, I'm telling you, the joint is monumental. Uh, anytime you got Will Smith dancing on top of a building in Budapest, your song to your song, you got a hit. Yeah. You got a hit, dog. It, it's crazy. You saw did did you see the uh Sierra and Russell Wilson? I know you saw that video, right? Yeah, I see that, With them man. dancing. Yeah, though. They get they got a funny relationship. I, I feel like they got one of the relationships where Sierra like call all the shots, but she just be like, hey, sit right here in the car till I come back <laughs> right. out <of> the grocery <laughs> <laughs> you know, store. She got the passwords to all the phones, laptops, tablets, or everything. So uh, but yeah, man, if I see my grandmother uh singing singing a this in my Feeling song, it, 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 that's going to be the the tipping point for me, though. Um, but I had an epiphany this week, man. You know, people love having this GOAT conversation. And usually it's MJ versus LeBron, which I think is foolish if you just ask me. Because I, I think there's no comparison between the two. Yeah. But, like, when you talk the GOAT, the greatest athlete of all time... That just transcends sports, or just dominates their their sports at the highest level. I, I I've come to a consensus, like uh, a clear cut, undeniable goat in sports. Uh, to me, she's greater than Michael Jordan, and I already said she. Oh, what am I? Oh my saying? gosh, man. Serena Williams, dog. She 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 is the goat in sports, and I know she lost yesterday to Angelique Kerber at Wimbledon. But, like, just what she's done in her career is just remarkable, dog. And I don't, I don't think anybody really really on par with her. What are your thoughts? I mean, when you first brought the
1: question up, I was like, yeah, Serena's top 10. And then I thought about it more. I was like, yeah, she's top five. Then the only two people I could think to even put in that conversation with her were Jordan and uh, Tiger Woods. And when you think about how much longer her dominance lasted over theirs, I kind of agree with you, dog. I think she is probably the most dominant athlete ever in that sport. Oh, look,
2: look! Ten months ago, she had a baby, dog, and came back and was cooking. Yeah, this badman's who tear their ACLs and don't come back ten months later and be at the top of the game like nah, that. Dog. Yeah, and there's no to un-
1: way to understand as a man like what having a baby does to your body. The hormone changes and how that affects you know what I mean your athleticism it's just it's no way to be able to tell
2: this is like unprecedented ground and unprecedented it's crazy and oh and and the thing is like she, she, they disrespect her all the time when she left the game before like when she went on before she went on maternity leave she was ranked what top in the world like number one I think she was like maybe number one or number two in the world. And then when she went on maternity leave, they she came back her first match in the French Open, she was ranked 453. What? Come on, dog. That's disrespectful. Like There's it, no it might be
1: So it's like, I guess they're like, we don't know what the like how would
2: you assess that? Has it been done before? At this point. It hasn't been done. Dog, she's done so much that has never been done before. You know what I'm saying? And yet, like. You know, when we think about the great. Some people would like say like Ali's the greatest athlete and stuff like that. You gotta mention but Floyd too, even though Floyd, Floyd too. Okay, Floyd. well, yeah, well, well, it's a little different with boxing, but but I I get people putting those names in a hat. You know, especially Muhammad Ali because he fought against injustice and tried to stand. But but the the type of injustice that Serena has been been faced with throughout
1: yeah
2: her whole career. The fact that, you know, it came out recently, she was just drug tested more than the other women athletes in, in her sport. Tennis players in her sport were disrespect her. John McEnroe came out and said that if she played against the men, she would be ranked 700. Like, come on, dog. Is he on, Is idiot. he doing hard drugs? Don't
1: listen to this. Sh- he's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. And, and another an thing that I think maybe contributes to her dominance is she doesn't dwell in that realm of negativity the other people like, try to put on her, because a lot of people would get frustrated and want to have that battle and go back and forth with people, but it seems like she just, like, lets it roll off her back. Like, she she just doesn't live in that in that realm
2: where other people try to drag her to, and she just continues to dominate. She's handled it with so much class, though. Like, sh- she's never, like, got out of pocket or just, you know, and and it's just extraordinary, her accomplishments. Let me, let me just run down some of her accomplishments. Seven-time Wimbledon singles champion, six-time U.S. Open singles champion, six-time Australian Open singles champion, three-time French Open singles champion, six-time Wimbledon doubles champion, four-time Australian Open doubles champion, Olympic gold medalist, three-time Olympic doubles ch- Come on, man. What more do you want from me? <laughs> There's nobody that has the type of accomplishments that she has in her sport. In any other sport, I can't think. Floyd is the only person I think can even
1: come close to that because he's never lost. The limitation with the weight classes, though, is the only thing that kind of gives me pause to be able to say Floyd is the greatest ever.
2: That and, and he gets to pick and choose his opponents. He's not even gonna get the he's not even gonna get the, the the respect that he probably should deserve because you know when he fought Pacquiao, you know everybody knew that he was kind of on the downside. So it, it just didn't it just doesn't hold the same weight. I feel like Serena has faced anybody that they put in front of her, and she's just dominated her sport for over a decade. Though since 1995, that's the kicker. <laughs> That, that's the kick. No, no, de- she's 36 years old, dog. Still frying at the at the top level. And, and considering I wouldn't even say she's in her prime still, even though she's frying like she's still in her prime. It's ridiculous. Is you, you can't even explain it. My knees hurt when I go to the rec center and be trying to hoop with guys. You a bum! And here she is <laughs> older than me, frying. At the top of her sport, I mean, can she go to 40? You said she was, what,
1: 37 now? 36. 36? That's hard to say because, you know, as a kid grows up, she may want to spend, you know what I mean, more time at home. Um, I don't know where her mindset will be, so it's hard to say. So 40 is, is up there. And tennis isn't one of those sports where you usually see people dominate um, late into their, like, 30s and 40s. You just, you just don't really see it.
2: Yeah, I don't know how much longer. Yeah, you you bring up a good point. She she has said that she missed her 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 child's first steps, just training for women. And just the grind and how much it requires to be at the top level. I mean, it's going to definitely pull you away from your
1: Like She's, she's done, done everything. everything. She doesn't need. She's not chasing a ring. She's not chasing anybody else. She's, hands down, the greatest women's tennis player of all time. So who is she chasing? Like She doesn't need to stay around so forty. She's not chasing any ghosts, any legacies. So in my mind, I think she might be, I guess, kind of phasing herself out mentally um, in the next couple of years.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, she's done everything. If she doesn't place uh, a lick of tennis ever again in her life. She's already accomplished more than every other woman's tennis player. Shoot, even the men's tennis players out there. I, I mean, she's dominated her sport since she came in. And like you said, there's really nothing else she needs to do. And for me, she's the GOAT. Like, over men, women, all sports, her catalog is so deep. Just what she's accomplished and what she continues to accomplish with the odds that have been stacked against her, it's just who else. I mean, you can argue these other people, you know what I'm saying? But I just think, for me, it, it's not even enough for discussion. I, I, I got Serena stamped at the top. <laughs> um, you know, and, and much respect to her. You know, even even her uh, her speech at the end, how she said she did it for all the mothers and stuff. I just thought it was it was beautiful. Some people are hating because they're like, you know, it's taking a shine away from from Angelique Kerber who won her first Wimbledon. But it's like, come on, yeah. Like, I mean, even if it's true, it's not her fault that people care more about her
1: and her story, and if it means more to the culture, and society than this person winning. If they continue to string up wins, then there will be more conversations about it. But, I mean, I I
2: just have to get to that. Facts. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk to some of our guests. We got lined up for the show, D, Jeff, Jeremy, Tasha. We got a lot of stuff on, on tap, so just tune in with us. You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network on NBC Sports.
0: Follow the Valley Sports Legend Bob Kemp on the Sports Zone from 10 to 1 and make sure you're interacting on Twitter with questions and comments at NBC Sports AM 1060 and at Sports Zone 1060.
3: listening to the Lance J radio show.
2: We're back from the break. It's Laws and Aaron sitting in for Lance J. I'm driving a car. Aaron is riding shotgun. Uh, you, you ever let somebody drive your car before? No, nah, never.
1: Unless it's to get repairs. It's
2: not going to happen. <laughs> oh, no, Aaron, you, you got the nice whip too, dog. That's what the ladies double take. They look at, look at you and the whip shining. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not letting nobody drive my car. I mean, except, except for my wife, she can drive it. But <laughs> And that's also how they test you. They'll be like, oh, oh you really not going to let me drive your car? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if somebody is driving your car, you want them to take care of your car and not just drive crazy. Speaking of driving, uh, which direction is the WNBA going to go in to just increase revenues, the, the salaries that the WNBA players are being paid? You know, A'ja Wilson for the Las Vegas Aces. You know, tweeted out frustrations about LeBron making all this exuberant amount of money. Uh what, what did LeBron get? Four years 158? That, that was his number? And then Chris like Paul, that. Chris Paul, four years 160? What was Houston thinking? They were they were tripping giving him that type of bread anyway.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh, you know, I got my guy Jeremy John. He's a he's a blogger, fellow podcaster from the East Coast, runs a podcast called Sports Reality. You can find it on Apple Podcasts uh good dude having in the sports. Jeremy, what's up man? What's man, going doing on? Doing well man. How about you man? Good, good, good. W- what is your thoughts on the, on the WNBA? Like is it, are they their revenue suffering that much where they they just can't get above water? Do they need to be paid more? Is it unfair that they're not getting paid as much as, you know, the NBA stars? You know, what's the whole, what's your take on that?
4: Well, let let me just start off by saying this. The WNBA uh, will never get to the point that the NBA is when it comes to salary. Uh, They have many reasons as to why. Uh, One of them is just uh, the first thing you could say is the WNBA has only been in existence for 21 seasons. Unlike the NBA, we're going on season 70 something probably right now 70 i can't remember but it's definitely over 70 years so the nba definitely has a uh an advantage for that also the nba is by far more popular so of course with popularity comes eyeballs which comes with a ratings which then raises up revenue the question going back to the question should they be paid more i've looked at the salary structure of like the WNBA and they actually have some unique rules um, as to like what the salary structure should be for a team. For example, uh, one of them was like you can only have like one player that actually makes like six figures and a season. And when one thing that I saw uh, was that in the WNBA, per their CBA, the players only get twenty percent of a uh, league revenue. What? So twenty percent. Compared to the NBA, which is anywhere from I think it's forty-seven or forty-eight percent of NBA revenue, and then the WNBA, going back to two thousand seventeen, they only made fifty-five million dollars. That's the entire league. <laughs> yeah, so you, that is nothing. so.
2: So, so LeBron could essentially buy out the WNBA with this. Yeah, contract. he
4: can. He, he can, which <laughs> is crazy. Um. And one thing, like uh, you're talking about LeBron James, I'm thinking about another player. I always bring up this player, Tyler Johnson of the Miami Heat. A couple of years ago, he signed a four-year, $84 million contract. And it's kind of like, who's Tyler Johnson? That's how much money the NBA is <laughs> is creating. So that's one of the factors. But also, let's let's be real. There is an issue with the actual product of the WNBA.
2: so nah you going right down the path i want to go down i mean I, when i look at the game just as is you know despite the games being on in the middle of the afternoon and and, and it's during the summer months when, when the WNBA is really like kind of in in rotation uh the level of like entertainment value just that you get from the games I think is suffering against the men's game because there's not a space to really show the same level of athleticism that you see in the men's game. And for me personally, I think lowering the rims or even a consideration of that to allow for their athleticism to be put on display because these are athletes. These are professional athletes. They have like amazing skills and amazing abilities and, I, you know, I don't want to shortchange that, but I think that it's being
4: hampered just by the way the WNBA is currently constructed from an entertainment standpoint. So it's funny because uh, uh, Elena Deladon, who plays for the Washington Mystics, one of the best players in the WNBA, she made that comment last summer and actually said, hey, this is probably something we should consider, at least consider. We shouldn't just strike it down. Uh, because it would be more exciting um the reason why the nba and the nfl are where they are is because there are there are casual fans watching the wnba only has diehard fans watching like that's it and it's just not enough to drive up revenue it's not enough to drive up excitement the wnba i mean it isn't drawing crowds um they don't have a really good TV package, and um, it's not really um, generating money. Now we do have an issue with sexism. There are legitimate men who really think like they're just inferior basketball players, so they're not going to watch. And let me tell you, um, these WNBA players will—they will—they they will take it to any rec league.
2: They yes. real they're yes. real man you know they can hoop there's no doubt in my mind there's no question i mean we're just talking about revenues and you know in our society overall like when you look at the sports as a whole women are being paid less than men and that's a problem like yes. you know that level of uh, inequality is just a problem man, in any respect and you you see that but then at the same time you recognize that yes there there are things about this game that do not match up to the men's mm-hmm. game and so you know Where where is that happy medium? Where is that balance? Or where is the equal playing field? That's
4: why we're having a debate and we're we're talking about it. Real real quick before I roll out, I want to say something that the WNBA and the players need to do because I mentioned to you this uh, the other day. um, The fact that they only get twenty percent of all revenue is disrespectful. So that's something that the players need to work out. Either go on strike. Or either wait it out for the uh, CBA to end, and then really strike a deal where you can get, you know, forty five percent, fifty percent of the revenue. Because then, if you get a larger portion, obviously salaries are going to go up. And one thing WNBA players like—they really the players themselves—they know that look, we're not going to make as much as the NBA, but we just want to make enough where we can just play in the U.S. Because these women, they're The WNBA is the side job. They're playing everywhere else and then coming here in the summer.
2: I appreciate your your input, Jeremy. Man, always, always a pleasure to have you on. All right, man, no problem. That was Jeremy John, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with Sports Reality joining us. Aaron, you want to chime in on it, WNBA? I mean, one of the things that also, I guess, has to be added is
1: the revenue for the NBA for, um, let's say 2016, 17 season was 7.37 billion. And when you compare that to the 55 million, there's going to be a huge disparity in the salaries. So one of the things they may need to focus on is taking the women's game global to try to increase that revenue. So they could also increase the salaries that the players are getting. Um, the NBA made a big push some years back to kind of make the game global. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of international women's basketball, um, so maybe that's one of the things they could try um, to invest globally and see if that would help not only increase the awareness of the game but the salaries for the players after.
2: yeah I, I think that that might be a good good look uh, on to some World Cup so Aaron did you watch any of the World Cup though Zero. What? I saw the, the highlight world of the God. dude rolling around on the ground <laughs>
1: yeah, come the commercial, but outside of that you don't do soccer
2: Yo, it's the biggest world sported event how did you you, you, you not that, watching TV the World TV? Cup, dog? It's like somebody saying, "I don't eat cereal" or "I don't own a TV," dog. Come on, a lot man. of people don't
1: own TVs in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know people
2: <laughs> that don't have TVs. Don't watch TV at all. <laughs> oh, oh, man, yeah. Well, France defeated Croatia uh, four to two to go on to be the 2018 World Cup champions. Uh, it was an amazing finish for an exciting world cup event you know uh it it was a a lot of little tense moments in the game croatia i mean i think that they gave it their all but you know they just they fell short to france france was just the better team the goalies in this in this game were were doing some questionable things i just was like what's this goalie doing you know just me watching it but uh yeah france just ended up getting that w um Join on the 1060 Hotline. We got my man Gabe. Uh, as Lance J would say, my guy who runs kicking it with G-Man Podcast. How you living, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Gabe. So the World Cup is over. So, so what's next with soccer, man?
4: All right, so I think out of all the leagues, the English Premier League, the one that's in England, is going to start up first. They start usually around mid uh, mid August. I was hoping for a longer break, honestly, on my podcast, but right after World Cup, I'll probably have about two weeks break, and then I'm right back at it because the EPL and then La Liga, uh, Italian league, Serie a, All that.
2: So, so, so speaking of these other leagues, we the, the big news came out: Cristiano Ronaldo right. is going to Juventus. He's leaving Real Madrid. Uh, Fiat workers, Chrysler, Fiat, they going on strike. No! You know, what, what's, what's the deal, dog? Is this, this a big deal. Christy gone? Yeah. Is there any bad blood between, between Christy and the coach? Some people saying his ego, like he felt like he, you know, they disrespected him. You know, there was games where the, where the fans were boo yeah. and, and then he would turn around yeah. and score a goal and be like, "What is y'all talking about? Fall back!" Like you know, yeah. it was a little bit of that. He, <laughs> he felt a little bit disrespected. Right. You already know. Uh, you hit it on the head, man. Like honestly,
4: a lot of that was going down earlier in the season because Real Madrid had probably one of their worst starts in their history this season in the league. But then he starts cooking. Wins in the Champions League. Burnley <laughs> does the bicycle kicks.
5: You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And 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 now
4: they're sad to see him go. So I mean, he definitely felt disrespected. He's done so much for that club. Um, they demand a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he's played at a very high level for them for quite some time. So I think, um, in my in my opinion, I think it was a smart move by him.
2: You can follow him out on IG at kicking it with G man. All right, bro. I catch up with you. All right, thank you, lost Stay tuned in. We got more sports for you. You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network on NBC Sports. Missed a
0: part of Bob Camp in the Sports Zone from 10 to 1? Don't worry, we've got you covered with podcasted shows and daily interviews. Head on over to NBCSports1060.com.
2: a rap city in the basement for the league. The Warriors probably has the best team ever. Yeah. They definitely got a USA basketball starting five, starting lineup for sure. I
1: want winners.
2: I don't know who's going to be able to stop these guys. Their their offense was already deadly, and it just became more deadly. They got Clay, Steph. These are the best shooters in the world. Dre KD arguably a top two score in the league and then you add Demarcus bruh oh, is, is this the new wave of the league everybody just wants to go play with the Warriors now like you know any any free agent who's who is just gonna sign with the with the Golden State Warriors like what, what's going on dog is this the trend I mean apparently everybody wants to play with the Warriors
1: um The narrative has kind of changed recently to where the only thing that matters is rings. So it looks like all of the guys that are kind of at the top of the league are basically searching for rings if they don't already have them. And the warriors is
2: the primary place to go get one right now yeah. that's, that's, that's what it seems like to me though that's what it seems like to me uh right now we're joined by my girl sports talk tasha uh writer for, for black sports online a b reporter for the miami heat welcome to the show what's up
5: thanks for having me here laws
2: how you feeling today you good
5: I'm feeling good. I'm actually kind of excited
2: about soccer that they have going on today. It's like the day of death. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's talk competitive balance in the NBA, Tasha. All these major moves in the league got GM scrambling to figure out how they're going to compete with the Golden State Warriors, uh, who recently acquired DeMarcus Cousins for five and a half million dollars, tipping the scales that uh, with the with the USA basketball team that they have yeah. now and their
5: starting five and starting one, but but has he? Because okay, he's coming off an a, a serious injury, and you don't know what his rehab is going to be like, and you don't know what you can expect. Well, now the Warriors just by themselves, they are a very complete team. If Cousins comes back strong if he comes back heavy then yeah like it's done deal it's a wrap but i mean he's got like a good what another seven or eight months of rehab i think
2: yeah he does have a strong rehab uh regimen in front of him uh if he comes back let's say you know best case scenario he's back he's healthy is this hurting the nba like this this super team build up the Marcus cousins with the warriors Braun James trying to get quiet like does this is hurt the NBA you know what are your thoughts on that
5: um you know what I think they'll figure it out because they were already talking about going away from the whole east west to just doing one through 16 which is what they need to do obviously at this point to um even up the scales again but Does it hurt the NBA? No, the NBA is going to be just fine because we're here for it. Like we want to see these super teams as much as we complain about it. We want to see it because it's absolutely amazing to see that, you know, the players have so much control of their own destiny when it's not like that in other leagues you know, the NFL where the players have no control of nothing and the owners control everything. It's, it's good to see like, you know, the guys who are actually on the court on out there doing all the work, like control their lives for a change. Now, like I said, they're going to move one through 16 Adam silver has no choice at this point, but to do that. And they've done it. I'm
2: I'm with you. I think that, you know, you know, I know a lot of people saying, Oh, I'm not going to watch, uh, you know, I'm done with the NBA, They're but each year they, 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 watch, they, they, they lie to themselves and say that. But then at the end of the year, they complain about LeBron James is soft and this, this, and that. So uh, I, I'm not buying none of it. Everybody's going to watch for sure. Uh, I'm going to watch uh, Tasha. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, you know, you can follow her at sports, Talk Tasha on IG you can check out the She report. So on Apple Podcasts and
5: uh Well Holly, I enjoy the sun in Miami. Thank you. It's actually rainy today, but it is what it is. It rains every day in the summer. <laughs> all right.
2: You have a good weekend. All right, all right, you watching the NBA uh with the Warriors stacked like pancakes at IHOP? Or oh, they a now, my bad. What? You you watching the Warriors? Don't ask me a dumb question, you know the answer to. I don't think it's really a point to watch
1: this until they break that team up. Because everybody knows what's going to happen. As long as there are no injuries, no major injuries, the Warriors going to end up in the finals. And that's uh, probably 80% chance they're going to end up winning it. Unless the young guys in the Celtics end up progressing much further in one season than anybody could foresee. It's just
2: the balance is completely gone. Mm. Yeah, well, I'll be watching. I'll be watching, though. <laughs> uh... We're going to keep it going with some more NBA talk. Uh, Jeff, part of the OSS 980 family, on with us, uh, talking Summer League basketball. Jeff, what's good, bro? How you living? Man, I can't complain. Everything's good. I'm blessed. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, dog, I mean, Summer League, full swing. You know, what are your takeaways from Summer League? Who the guys that are gonna actually carry their success from the summer league into the to regular season. Well,
3: I will say, you know, coming into the draft, I liked Bagley and I like yeah. Obama's uh potential. Um after I mean and then I also I would say Aiden. I thought, you know, Aiden was pretty pretty much, you know, you had to draft him at number one. Um Dontage, I would like to um, have been able to watch. And uh, Trey Young, like, I think he has potential, but he also has the potential to just be a regular player. So after, you know, the feedback thus far, I mean, Aiden has lived up to the billing. I think Mobamba Mo has he's been okay, um, not to the level of Aiden, or I, I thought Bagley started out well before he got injured. But, I mean, it's been a lot of other good players, uh, SGA out of Kentucky, um, he's looked sharp. Uh, yeah, he's looked sharp. Knocks out of Kentucky for the Knicks. Um, has hey, looked impressive. T-
2: they the Kentucky players, though. They just, they're producing. Yeah, I mean, All they them. are.
3: But I mean, let's, let's, let's give uh, Duke, Duke, a shout out to Taylor. <laughs> Ingram. Ingram's still coming, you know, uh, Bagley in the league now. But yeah, Kentucky has definitely been a monster. You can't take nothing away from what Cal's done with them.
2: A- anybody else with any sleepers? Anybody you think is just going? Uh, you I know, understand. I mean, I caught, I
3: caught a lot of flack for, uh, you know, Troy Brown, you know, the Wizards pick because I heard pundits saying he they were comparing him to like, Draymond Green. Not myself, so I've been kind of getting he thrown he he under he the mud <laughs> for that. Um, just convey conveying that message. Um, But, I mean, I'm, I'm looking to see what he can do. I mean, being a Wizards fan, and, I mean, we know Ernie hasn't done the best. But, I mean, every time, it's like a new gift. Like, I'm on, I want to see what it's going to be. And so, I want to give it a chance to see – if this was one of Ernie's, like, oh, he messed up, but he cleaned up, because you know that's his his mo. Like he he'll do something terrible, then he'll clean it up. But he already did something terrible, so it, it ain't really helping the franchise move forward. So, um, I just want to see it play out. So I'm 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 going to be eagerly watching him this upcoming season and to see what potential he shows.
2: So so let me ask this question before I let you go. We're coming up on a break. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, since we in this market, oh. But do are they going to make the playoffs this year? Do they have enough? I'll I, I just throw out the starting lineup of potential. You got Devin Booker. Okay, they just gave him the guap. DeAndre yeah. Ayton, Josh Jackson. They, they they drafted Macau Bridges and got him on the roster. They got Brandon Knight, still uh, stay over. Marquise Chris, the young dude they got last year. TJ Warren, who showed a lot of promise last year. They put, uh, brought in Trevor Ariza. Tyson Chandler, I mean, his knees is is applesauce, but you still bringing him on, and maybe he can do something. Jared right. Dudley, they got they got they got they got some ballers, though. They
3: they they have a nice uh, mix that uh, of veterans I see now, along with the the young talent. I mean, the thing is, they they're gonna have a first time head coach, um, so that's usually doesn't bode well. Everybody can't be like Kerr. You know, most mm-hmm. coaches aren't going to be that way. They don't get those type of situations. So that's something to look at. And I think that'll be a reason. And they're still like youthful um, overall. And um, I don't know if it'll be enough to get them in the playoffs in the West, especially when you think in the Lakers will probably not probably, they'll be it now that LeBron is on their team. So that's going to, um, you know, uh, bump somebody. And then you already have the other teams that have been perennial play um uh, uh, teams that have made the playoffs in recent years. So I, I don't think Phoenix will have enough to get in this year.
2: Sure, man. Hey, Jeff, appreciate you, man. Um, uh, always a pleasure, bro. E- enjoy enjoy your trip. And, uh, you know, I'll holler at you next week. All right, man, be easy. Uh, many people, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that thought that the Suns were going to get Doncic. Um, so a lot of people thought that he was going to get him, but Aiden, I mean, clearly was the number one guy. I I think they got that right. You you think they got that right? Yeah, I don't think you can pass up on
1: a transcendent player for a relationship that you already had. I don't think anybody considered Doncic as the best player in the draft. So anytime you're at that spot, you got
2: to just go ahead and take the best player available. Facts, for sure. You're listening to Lance J Radio on NBC Sports.
0: Call us at 602-260-1060 to join Bob Kemp of the Sports Zone from 10 to 1 here on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060 and 100.7 HD2.
5: before we
2: get out of here, we're going to get into some NFL talk. I know, Aaron, you've been waiting all show to really, like, get into this part of the show because uh, uh, you don't watch no soccer. You just bump the World Cup. So now, you know, we being so close to training camp. Well, what are the storylines you're looking for out of the NFL? Yeah.
1: Primarily what these rookie quarterbacks are going to end up doing. This is a, a highly heralded class and particularly my guy, Josh Rosen, uh what's the guy Arizona. yeah what's the Baker, Baker, Baker Mayfield um and Lamar uh Jackson so um those three might have a chance to get some time this season so that's one of the things I'm looking forward to how they perform in training camp and then um just trying to see what ends up happening with Lamar uh Jackson so Joe Flacco and RT3 also being on that roster it looks like there's a move to kind of switch uh the type of offense that are running. So um, definitely the young quarterbacks coming into this
2: 2018, 2019 season. Yeah, that 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 for sure has me intrigued. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to, the cream, who's going to ride the cream that's going to rise to the top and uh, be starting. I think Lamar Jackson has a good chance to, I, I, well, we know the play or, or the, already but will he have an opportunity to start that that's the question
1: Not week Um, one maybe but i think before the season ends if the ravens aren't way over 500 i think he'll get a chance to be that starter
2: yeah i i think so too um with the time we have left we're we're gonna keep the the nfl talk going bring my 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 man d on uh to rap with us uh one four for the oss 980 family and uh everybody's amp for training camp is is right around the corner. Uh, I think the 25th the veterans come in, but you know, your team is the Giants. You rock with the Giants. What what's going on with the NFC East this year? Like what what can we expect from them? Well, the
0: the the Giants in particular since you mentioned them first. They, you know, the Giants out of the four teams to me had the biggest offseason because they they did an upheaval. They got a new head coach. Uh and so with that, you have, you know, is Eli Manning, can he still, can he still play after having two really bad that's seasons? The that's the biggest question mark, is can Eli still play? They did some moves on the offensive line with the rookie, with, with some offseason free agents. Is that going to be enough for the Giants to have a running game with Saquon and protect Eli? That's the biggest question mark to me. And if, that, if they have a running game, it can protect Eli. I suspect we'll have a great season because we have really good receivers and we have a really good tight end. And so and then Saquon can be used as a wide receiver as well, because he can run routes.
2: So it this, seems it seems like they're looking for Saquon to be the savior. This Bama got his shirt off and ESPN magazines and all yeah, like that. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So he he, he hey, look hey, like he the man in New York already. The Bama working out with Todd Gurley, then he's
0: gonna work out with Ezekiel Elliott. So he's trying to like His best. It's a lot of pressure on Saquon. He's in New York, big, huge market. All these teams are in big markets, by the way. And so he really has to like perform. He can't play like trash because everybody's gonna get on top of him. So he has to he has to perform. Um, next, we can go to the Cowboys, or some people say the Cowgirls. What are they gonna do? You know, Deck Prescott loses uh Winton, and then he loses Des Bryant. So he lost his two major his two main wideouts and his major tight end. So
2: number one is Terrence Williams.
0: So now you got Terrence man. Williams. Okay. <laughs> Terrence Williams, Terrence and Graham Williams. And then you got uh Allen Hearns, you got Cole Beasley, and you probably got some other guys that you know they don't really have a name yet. And so that's like their receiving core. And well, yeah, this, I'm sorry, Michael Gallup, that's right, that they drafted. And I really liked him coming out. But he's a rookie, so it's a crap shoot. That is. And so you don't know how these guys are going to perform. But what one thing is true, though, is that when Dak did not have Des Bryant on the field, he becomes probably a better quarterback because he doesn't have to focus so much on Dez. And so he's a better quarterback at spreading the football. And so when he has to focus on Dez, then he kind of forces it. And, you know, Dez doesn't run the best routes when he runs two to fade in the fade in and the in the slant. And if that ain't it, then does ain't really getting open. But for him, he's open. because He felt like he could out-jum, out somebody. So we'll see how this all kind of comes out with Witten. You got these young, unproven tight ends behind Witten. There was no one really kind of coming up. You got Jarwin, the, the young guy, that he may be a guy that can – do something. We'll see. And then their defense, they still did not really, they got the, the guy at the Boise State, the rookie, Um, your guy, your guy here, <laughs> the guy you like. What's his name? Oh, Van Der Esch. There you go. Van Der Esch. They drafted him. How is he going to perform? How is the secondary going to perform this year? Those are the questions that we still have to see with with Dallas. Um, Then we go to the Skins. Well, I mean, what are the Skins going to do? I mean, the Skins got Alex Smith. They got rid of Kirk Cousins. You know, finally. Uh, Finally, you can breathe breathe. Hey, but Alex Smith to me is like Kirk Cousins. He's just an older version of Kirk Cousins. He he does. He, he's made a career off the short passing game, a career off of it. So I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to do really well with y'all next year. And I think, I know a lot of people are not talking about him, but I really like Darius Geis out of LSU. I think he's going to improve y'all running game a lot. In my
2: opinion, well, the talk around town is that the guy's gonna be the starter, and it, and it looks like there's no competition. Like, no competition feels like like they just. I mean, I'm saying depth charts, and he already at the number one spot on the depth chart, and we ain't even st- start the uh, the training camp yet. The, you know, to see if he's as advertised. I mean. It seems that way, man.
0: It seems that way. But to me, the Redskins defense, like, y'all interior defense line, I'm kind of, like, concerned about that. You know, you got Deron Payne out of Alabama, and then the year before that, I drafted the other kid out of Alabama, but he got hurt. And it's just like, if y'all can get both of them on the field at the same time. Allen. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne Payne, together. Y'all going to be a problem interior-wise. And then, of course, we got the Super Bowl champ, you know, Philadelphia Eagles. What they going to do. want to talk about them. They're going to do is is Wentz Is Is he going to come back? It, you know, is if he doesn't perform up to par is Nick Foles going to is that going to start a quarterback controversy type of deal if he doesn't he, if he underperforms, who knows? Uh, and then, of course, they they picked up some guys defensively like Michael Bennett and, and some other guys that help with their defense. Hello, Nada in the interior to kind of. They they didn't really need a whole lot, but the one thing they did not address their biggest question mark to me is their left tackle because Jason Peters as great as he is. He's thirty six years old. That's old for a left tackle. He getting up there. Right. We are gonna see with Philly if, if the pressure of you know being now that they're that team, they, don't, they ain't no one sleeping on them no more. Ain't nobody sleeping that's on right. Philly.
2: You already know that's the NFC East. Let's come over to the West. Yeah, let's 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 talk about teams in this this market. You got the Arizona Cardinals. They, you know, David Johnson. I mean, I don't know what the if he's going to continue to hold out. Um, you know, it's been tossed and hold out. Can the team get a deal done for this guy and and get him on a roster? I mean, they need him. But Sam Bradford's not the answer at quarterback. I think Josh Rosen will be starting sooner than later. I but agree. if he has to start, you got to have David Johnson on your yeah. roster. Unless you want to take a chance with Chase Edmonds and DJ Foster and
0: <laughs> <laughs> having that run game and be able to run that play action off of that run game. and just not, you know, just not having to throw the ball all the time. You know, it takes a lot of pressure off that quarterback, especially a young guy. So um, they lost, you know, they defensive coordinator in Arizona. He came to the Giants. Um, so Arizona themselves, they lost Tyron Matthews to the Texans. Um, that was a big, that was a big miss. You know, Tyron stayed hurt quite often though. He always missed games here and there. And I guess they didn't want to pay him for that. And so he moved on. So we're going to see if, I don't think Arizona is going to improve this coming season. That's just my opinion. Um, because I don't believe Sam Bradford is going to stay healthy enough to, to help that, that franchise. And if you put a rookie in there, I don't think it's going to be, it's going to work out well.
2: Is Larry Fitzgerald going to play? Is this his last year? I don't know, man. That joker, man. But like, we keep saying that, and then he just keep playing another
0: year. Another year and another year. He keep going, man. He doesn't stop. I, I mean, and his production is always there, and he's taking, a, he's taking, like, other roles. Like, let me just be a blocking guy. Like, but, you know, last year he played slot, and he didn't have to play the outside, and he was also playing, you know, mixing around and being a guy that's just blocked a whole lot for the run game. And he could do that because of his size. I mean... he's very good at it, but you can't. I mean, the man is still productive at his age. Is he going to be that guy still? Who knows, but he'll go He's definitely going to the Hall of Fame.
2: I feel old, young. This Bama only 34 years old. (laughs) You talking
0: like this Bama, like, Methuselah. Like, he 90 years old.
2: It feels like it, dog. I mean, he's been in the league since I've been a kid, dog. You ain't lying. Goodness. Yeah, man that's crazy d always a pleasure man appreciate you coming on sharing your, your football uh iq with the rest of the world and uh holla man i done so so it's true what they say all good things must come to an end we hope that everybody enjoyed lance j and miss ray black they come back to y'all next week Special shout out to Lance J and ABC Sports and affiliates for just letting us take the car out for a spin this evening. You know we borrowed the car for an hour and brought her brought her home safe, no scratches. Uh, I know we kind of do radio a little different than than you guys might be used to, but uh, special shout out to all our guests who joined us tonight. Aaron, you got you got any last words for the people? Yeah, we might just include an appendix with a glossary to cover some of the slang from ABC. <laughs> <the> <laughs> But other than that, I think it was a good show Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure Well, enjoy your Sunday evening Go get you some ice cream, chill out You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday On Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Just search Other Side of Sports Uh, You can download our app Uh, Just type in Other Side of Sports Or you can follow us on Instagram At OSS980 We out
1: If you are an athlete or a member of the hip-hop community and would like to be featured on the Lanch J Radio Network, please contact our business manager, Patrick Green, of Greenbacks Inc. at area code 646-768-6188 or our publicist, Dia Davis of Exquisite Marketing at area code 562-241-2461. The Lanch J Radio Show is taped at the KDUS NBC Sports Studios in Phoenix, Arizona.